Well, good morning and welcome to today's podcast, your PPE podcast, your daily devotion from the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes. And welcome to a very snowy Thursday morning. Today is February the 3rd. Uh, We are in the Psalms and we're going to be looking, continue to look at the Psalms that we're working our way through. We started it yesterday. We looked at verses 1 through 4 of Psalms chapter 78. Today we're going to look at verses 5 through 8. The title of today's devotion is Look Forward. Look forward. God has great things in store for you. He has a plan for your life. And uh, we have to look forward. So far from Asaph in this passage of scripture, we have seen the history or that history, sometimes repeats itself. And in all honesty, the truth about history can be dark and it can be very evil, but we can also learn from history. We can learn what not to do, but sometimes we can also learn from our victories from history. And uh, we can, uh, as we move forward, or as we're going to talk about today, as we look forward, We can always learn from our past to make the future better and uh, to live for the Lord better. Now, now that Asaph, as we looked at yesterday, now that he has our attention or has the attention of the Israelites, hopefully he does, uh, about the dark past and about the victories, now Asaph is going to write about where we should set our sights, where our hopes should look towards, um, and that is towards the Lord. Whether it's a victory or it's a dark past, the reason for each of these is to point us to the Lord. If it's a dark past that maybe hovers over you today, I want to encourage you that you can look to the Lord and He can forgive anything in the past And uh, you can turn to him and he will forgive. And the Bible tells us that he will forget. It doesn't mean there isn't consequences for our sin. But it does mean that with the Lord, with Jesus, we can have a bright future. Let's let's read this passage of scripture. Psalm 78 verses 5 through 8. Asaph writes, For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born, and they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unforgetful, refusing to give their hearts to God. <clears throat> I want to apologize for my scratchy throat. I guess I, I feel like I have a frog in my throat, so I apologize for that this morning. <clears throat> I have me some water here. Hopefully that will help me out a little bit. Anyway, the big ideal here, or uh, the main ideal of this few verses here is that God gave instructions to Jacob. 
who was called and renamed Israel. And we're going to get to that in a few minutes. <clears throat> but we should learn from these instructions. And then not only do we learn them, but then we should teach them to the next generation. So that not only the present generation, but also the next generation will look to the Lord as their source of power and of hope. Hence the name of the devotion today, Look Forward. So <clears throat> let's look at this. First of all, the he that Asaph is speaking about in verse number five is God, better known to the Hebrew people as Jehovah, the, the God, God most high, God most powerful, the almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. He is the Jehovah. He's named Jehovah because there were many gods in that day and time. Um, well, I say there was many gods. There was really only evil, and then there was Jehovah. So God is the most God, most high, most powerful. And so in Genesis, the story of Abraham, <clears throat> which would have been Jacob's grandfather, comes to life as we see God miraculously lead Abraham and his, at the time, barren wife through through life and through the journey of life. And God had made a promise to this man, Abraham, and to his descendants, and he promised that he would multiply them. Actually, the Bible says, as numerous as the sands on the shore. And, and note, his wife, Sarah, was barren at the time. But God promised he would multiply his descendants, that he would bless them forever. And not just them, but every generation that came after them, and God kept that promise. God made a, what we call a covenant with Abraham. And it was a commitment kind of covenant, covenant which, is, which is always the kind of commitment that God wants us to make with him. Um, and the covenant was if Abraham would commit his ways, his heart, his plan, if he would trust God in everything that he did and and he would truly serve Jehovah in him only, then God would bless Abraham and multiply his descendants, and he would have generations that would come after him, that would raise up and, and really raise up the name of the Lord. And God promised he would bless anyone that would follow in Abraham's footsteps. Now, this covenant was a foreshadowing of the law that God was going to give to Moses hundreds of other years or thousands of years down, not thousands, but hundreds of years down the road, years after the covenant of Abraham's descendants, which was also the law was going to be a foreshadowing of the covenant between us and the Messiah, which is Jesus. This is a generational blessing of God. And Jacob, <clears throat> who was the son of Isaac, was also... Uh, Isaac, the son of Abraham that I mentioned here before, but Jacob's name is mentioned here because his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. This took place in Genesis chapter 32, and this is where Jacob actually wrestled with an angel of God, or the Bible calls him a man. And Jacob really, uh, the Bible says that he kind of won, but um, we know we can't wrestle with God and win, but what it was is Jacob was wanting this angel or this this God we believe was Jesus to bless him. 
Uh, and so the, the angel blesses him, but it's, it's, a, it's a name change. He changes his name from Jacob to Israel, which is going to be the people of Israel. But it's not just a name change that Asaph is pointing out here. This changing of the name institutes a changing of life, a changing of the heart, a changing by, um, by Jacob's actions. Jacob's name meant deceiver or trickster or one who takes. But God was going to change his name from that to Israel, which means one who struggles with a divine angel, or it, it means one who prevails against or prevails with God. I'm sorry, one who prevails with God, a man seeing God. And so basically, Israel was going to mean uh, this is a man who walks alongside and gains victory with God. This is huge here. This is not only important to the story of Jacob and to Israel and to Asaph as he's writing about how we're supposed to remember the struggles of history in order for us to remember that God is always with us, that they are Israel, that God is with them and God is with us. And even though we go through struggles, he's always with us and most importantly, that even though the people of Israel are stubborn or undecisive and deceiving sometimes, God, who is Jehovah, is always with him. He always wanted to be with them, just like he is today. For the most part, I mean, for the most part, people who call themselves followers of Jesus or Christians today for the most part, they, I really believe they want to serve Jesus. They want an eternal blessing that Jesus offers them. But just like the people of Israel, sometimes Christians can be stubborn and hard-hearted and they can desire the things of the world and the things of the world actually pushes out the things of God. And so Asaph is writing about this in his poetry and he knows this. And this was the problem at the time of Asaph's writing. It's the same thing as, as it is today. There's always this struggle between our flesh and what God and the Spirit wants to do in our hearts. And God doesn't stop loving us. He continues to come after us. And that's what Asaph is writing about here. We desire his direction and love, but we also have this sinful fleshly side that desires and has a craving for the world. And Paul puts it like this in the New Testament in Romans 7, 15. Paul says, and, and he said this of himself, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Paul describes this battle, this war that rages on within us all the time. He says, I don't understand. I want to do what is right, but my flesh sometimes takes over. So what do we do? How can we handle this? And Asaph is prophetically speaking about this as he speaks about remembering the past and looking forward. And prophetically, Asaph is saying what Paul says in Galatians 5.16. He says, live and walk by the Spirit. This is the blessing that 
that has been taught to us for generations and will be taught until Jesus comes. Paul wrote in five Galatians 5.16, he says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Paul points out that our, our sinful nature craves the things of the world, the evil things. But when the heart is set on walking with the Spirit and set on the desires and the cravings of the Spirit, this constant battle will be won through the Spirit walking in the spirit. How do we walk in the spirit? We do things. We we act in faith. We read God's word. We put into practice God's word. We don't just read it, but we put it into practice. We obey it. We spend time in worship and in prayer. We spend time with people that desire the same things that spirit does. We That's why the local church is so important. Our fleshly desires will always be at war with us. But as Asaph points out, we can win this battle by remembering the past and what God has done for for people like us in the past. And we can remember that the people in the past failed, but God always forgives and he will continue to forgive and he will continue to offer grace, offer grace, no matter what we've done, no matter how we've acted. His love His grace, it is truly sufficient for everyone. Let's look forward. That's the hope. And we need to teach this grace, this love to the next generation and the next generation that God still loves, that God still delivers, and that God still wants to deliver the next generation. Let's look forward. Heavenly Father, Help us today, God. Help us today to look forward to what you're going to do and what you are doing. God, there may be people who have failed miserably who are listening to this podcast. God, I pray that you would let them know that they are loved. Yes, there are consequences for sin. We have to repent of our sin and turn away from our sin. But you do forgive Because you have provided Jesus. That's the hope that we can look forward to. Thank you for this psalm today, Lord. And thank you for your grace and your mercy and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. Stay warm today. And uh, stay safe. Lord willing, I'll be with you again tomorrow on the next PPE podcast. God bless you. Thank you.